The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org or in person at Citizen, our nonprofit coffee shop and program space, located at 3636A North Mississippi Ave. We're open most days, 9 to 1. Next Monday, January 15th at Citizen, we'll be screening Selma to commemorate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The movie starts at 7 p.m., and beer and free snacks will be provided. And next Wednesday, January 17th, we're hosting a dinner with local documentary filmmaker Beth Federici. Dinner will be catered by Porque No Taqueria. The evening kicks off at 7 p.m. Tickets are $25 and can be purchased online at mediamakingchange.org forward slash dinner dash at Dash Citizen. I'm Rachel Miller Howard. On today's show, we connect with Sherry Lewis, Owen Traw, and Alder Whiteford from Beyond Differences. Cause I could draw, my uncle was, and I kept my room straight. I told my mom, tears rushing down my face. She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K. Tripping. Yeah, I guess she had a point, didn't she? Bunch of stereotypes all in my head. I remember doing the math, like, yeah, I'm good at Little League. A preconceived idea of what it all meant. But those that like the same sex have the characteristics. The right-wing conservatives think it's a decision. And you can be cured with some treatment in religion. Man-made rewiring of a predisposition playing God. Oh, nah, here we go. America the brave still fears what we don't know. And God loves all his children. It's somehow forgotten, but we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago. I don't know. And I can't change. Even if I tried. Even if I wanted to. I would think hip-hop hates me Have you read the YouTube comments lately? Man, that's gay Gets dropped on the daily We become so numb to what we're saying 
A culture founded from oppression. Yeah, we don't have acceptance for them. Call each other faggots behind the keys of a message board. A word rooted in hate, yet our genre still ignores it. Gay is synonymous with the lesser. It's the same hate that's caused wars from religion. Gender to skin color, the complexion of your pigment. The same fight that led people to walkouts and sit-ins. It's human rights for everybody. There is no difference. Live on and be yourself. When I was at church, they taught me something else. If you preach hate at the service, those words aren't anointed. That holy water that you soak in has been poisoned. When everyone else is more comfortable remaining voiceless rather than fighting for humans that have had their rights stolen. I might not be the same, but that's not important. No freedom till we're equal. Damn right I support it. March on with the veil over our eyes. We turn our back on the cause till the day that my uncles can be united by law. When kids aren't walking around the hallway, plagued by pain in their heart. A world so hateful, some would rather die than be who they are. And a certificate on paper isn't gonna solve it all, but it's a damn good place to start. No law is gonna change us. We have to change us. Whatever God you believe in, we come from the same one. Strip away the fear, underneath it's all the same love. About time that we raised up. That was, of course, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Same love. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour. I have three people, two teens and one adult, in the studio with me today from an organization called Beyond Differences. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Sherry Lewis is the Regional Director of Programming for Beyond Differences. Owen Traw is a teen board member, a sophomore, at Grant, but at Marshall. Yep. <laughs> and Alder Whiteford. Yeah. You currently are a teen board member. Yes, I am. Beyond Differences is working with social isolation. Uh, explain what that is. So social isolation is different than bullying. It's not direct. So you can be socially isolated while you're with your friends or family. It's like you feel alone. Uh, and, and I mean, is this how do you recognize it? Is somebody actually alone or are they just sort of, uh, are they physically alone? Are we talking? Are they emotionally alone? 
You could be either physically or emotionally alone. It, you could be sitting with a group of friends and maybe not invited to a party and sitting there listening to everyone talk about the party and just feel sad and left out. Mm-hmm. Or you could be physically alone, sitting alone at, I'm just using examples of the cafeteria, alone at a table with no one to eat with. So that is the problem, and we can dig deeper into it. Mm-hmm. And Beyond Differences is the solution? We are the solution. We are a student-led program, so we train high school students to go into middle schools to help, and I know these two would love to talk about what they do. Uh, Yeah, so uh, as a teen board, we have been trained to actually go into these middle schools and talk to kids about social isolation and bring awareness to it, as it's something that not many people actually know about. And so... We actually give assemblies in front of these schools and we'll tell our stories about social isolation, which vary from being bystanders to being allies, as well as being the people who are actually socialized, uh, socially isolated themselves. And this allows us to really connect with the kids when we are uh, giving these assemblies. And that's something that's very important as it allows them to really open up and realize how social isolation is something that we all experience and that is a major problem that we are experiencing Yeah, so today. an assembly, you're... you're, you're... Is this 10 people? Is this 100 people? Well, we usually have like five or six people teaching assembly. We have like 100 people. Yeah, we have hundreds of people in the audience. Okay. Yeah, so it (laughs) ranges from like all the middle schoolers uh, within a school that we're actually going to. So sixth, seventh, and eighth grade? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, middle school can be a rough time. Yeah. Mm -hmm, For sure. Let's talk about why did you guys, why did each of you get involved? Uh, Owen, why did you get involved? Well, I had a friend that I made in sixth grade who had moved in from across the country, and he was socially isolated, and I didn't really do anything about it. And now that I've been able to talk to him more, I know that he really struggled, and if I would have stepped up, I could have made a difference. So I want to let peop- I want to help middle schoolers out so they don't make the same mistake as I did. And Alder? So I actually heard about Beyond Differences from Sherry through my mom. After hearing about it, I really realized how uh, important an an organization actually was because uh, the summer prior, I actually had a friend who was socially isolated a ton from other people, and I really saw how it took a toll on him, and it was slowly becoming bullying at that point, and I realized that um, it's something that we need to stop before it escalates to such a point. So, so talk me through that process a little bit. So why, why do you feel like in the first place he was isolated? For him, personally, it was he was a little different than everybody else. He did not fit in with the norm. He was a little bit overweight, and people saw that. They just they didn't really accept him for who he was. And so whenever he tried to actually fit in with the different cliques, they kind of shut him out. And as a result, he felt extremely alone. And so is this, a, is this a cause or a symptom? By that I mean, are you working with the kids who feel isolated or are you working with other peers so that they don't isolate um, individuals? Well, we work with everybody because when we go into the school, we don't know this person's isolated, this person's a bystander. So we work with everybody to try to spread awareness about it and we like offer a helping hand to those who are isolated. We try to educate those who are bystanders on how to deal with it and also like we try to get people to understand that it's a it's a real problem if there are people that actually isolate people are there is there a cue card that you hand out and and that has some tips i mean it's this is not just something not to make you guys feel pessimistic about adult life but it's not just it's not just middle school yeah Uh, yeah you know what what can grown-ups look for what can middle schoolers look for what are some of the the signs of somebody being isolated and then 
a few points on how to deal with it. We have three national days that we do. So the first one's called Know Your Classmates, which is in the fall. We do No One Eats Alone, which is in close to Valentine's Day. And then in the spring, we do Call It Out Day. And each one of those days has a curriculum around social isolation. So where teachers get to get this program, it's totally free. So they just have to sign up for an um, an email and then they get a box sent to them. So it has the curriculum in it, it has the teacher guide, it has all of the things that they need to present this to their schools. And then where we are in Portland, we're embedded into nine middle schools that we can go in and work with those schools. We have middle school leaders that these two were on a retreat with them and they trained the leaders so that the leaders then step up within their schools to bring the message of these three days with all of the information that they have. Okay, so let's let's go through those. So you just, there was just Know Your Classmates Day. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. What happened? Did you go around and put name tags on and shake hands? What, what, how did that? Well, in Know Your Classmates Day, we have hands and we have people talk about what they think they can do to stop the spread of social isolation. And like they write it down in these little, these little sticky notes. And we have kids sit with different people at lunch and learn things about them. Like we, we have conversation starters to help it get going. And we have teens that walk around the lunchroom and usually facilitate it and we can help out with conversations and help kids get going. This is what we've done. And does it work? I mean, I, the, the 12, 13, 14 year olds I know are not always the most receptive to, to, to ideas. Yeah. Well, I remember when I, before Beyond Differences was in Portland, which is when we were in middle school, the first year was last year in Portland. And it never really worked because the people who were running it were the teachers and other middle schoolers usually. So we didn't really want to pay attention to it. But I know that when I was in middle school, if a high schooler came in that I like looked up to, I would know like, oh, they want me to do this. I'm going to do it. And one thing that I've noticed since we've been doing it throughout schools, like we just went to Beverly Cleary and I could tell that the kids were actively participating, which at first came to surprises me because obviously like I could admit I didn't when I was in middle school and it's it gives me a lot of hope to see that kids actually care now or they're it seems like it at least is it is I, I want to talk a little bit about um, I mean you guys are older but not that much older than the students you're working with is that weird for you to feel like you're in a leadership position or in a teaching position well my first time that I ever taught a lesson it was weird because it was when I was a freshman I actually taught it with Alder and I was like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like not even a year older than these kids but then once I started to get used to it and kind of got the hang of it, I think it's become a lot easier for me. And, like, I, I don't really look at it like I'm teaching a lesson. I just look at it like I'm talking to them and just trying to, like, spread awareness about social isolation. Mm. And so talk a little bit more about what happened at the Know Your Classmates, which just happened recently. Alder, what, how were you involved with that? I actually didn't do an assembly for okay. Know Your Classmates Day. So and you have... When we went to Beverly Cleary for Know Your Classmates Day last year, I, we set up, we came in early and we set up the cafeteria for the kids. And when like it was set up with balloons, so kids knew where to go and the hands were ready. So people could write down and at each table, we had like wristbands and papers with conversations on them. So people could ask things. And the point is basically to eliminate prejudice. So you don't look at someone and assume this so that you can like, you can know people and not judge based, judge people based on what you see on the outside. So you can really know people on the inside. And so we helped just facilitate that as kids talk to each other at lunch. And we also went in and taught lessons about it. This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Owen Traw is a teen board member of Beyond Differences. 
Also joined in the studio by Alder Whiteford, who is another teen board member and also a sophomore, and Sherry Lewis, who is the regional director of programming. We're going to take a quick song break. Owen, you have a recommendation for us? 1-800 by Logic. And you said it's not the most uplifting song, no, but... definitely not. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a listen. Die anymore. 
This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined by three people who are associated with Beyond Differences, a local organization that works with middle schoolers to uh, help them not feel so socially isolated. You know, it, and, and it's funny because in Portland, it would seem like this would be less of a problem. There's just my my view of it, and my, my daughter's in sixth grade at Sunnyside. Shout out to Sunnyside Middle School. I, they have a friendship class, and they everybody see, it seems so welcoming. You know, when I go into the halls, people are making eye contact. It's just, it's a nice place to be. My other daughter's at Llewellyn, and same thing. There's a bench there if you ever feel like you're not being played with you can sit at the bench and somebody will join you Portland just seems like it'd be a very accepting place am I not seeing this right I actually in my uh, when I was in middle school we had nothing like that and uh, so there actually was multiple kids in my middle school that I actually witnessed being socially isolated and it's mostly because kids like to stick with their own group people don't like to expand out kids aren't actually that willing to go and sit with this new kid as they really feel comfortable with their group that they've already made. And so that's what makes social isolation a big problem is that this person, if they, if we don't have something that helps them reach out or helps other people realize that this is an issue, they might stay sitting alone. Like there was a kid in my middle school, I'm not going to say his name, but he, every day at lunch, he'd sit alone. And personally, I was a bystander to this. I just kind of put it off and I was like okay I don't really care this is something that it's not my problem I'm just going to sit with my friends and now I realize how big of an issue that was yeah and I wish I really want to spread the word about social isolation so other people don't make the same mistake well how, how do you confront that that attitude like oh it's it's not necessarily my problem and you know you're dealing with your own social life you're dealing with your own stuff you have your classes you have your sports you have your music and and to take on an extra outreach, how do you convince somebody to do that? I would tell someone who's on the fence about whether or not they should approach the, the kid who's by themselves to, to put themselves in their shoes. And I know that's kind of a cliche, but if you were to think, like, what if I was sitting by myself and no one would reach out to me, it would be a lot easier to empathize rather than sympathize. Explain the difference between those two words. Empathy is being able to feel what the other person's feeling or feel for them because you can put yourself in their shoes. And sympathy is like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I can't imagine what that feels like. You guys are sophomores, right? Yeah. Well, much more advanced than I am, <laughs> than I was at that age. We do a pretty intense training for the leaders where we bring people in from the community to work with them and help train them. And two weeks ago, we had a psychologist come in and work with the kids and actually talk about the difference between empathy and sympathy and how to handle it if a child comes up to you while you're out of school with an issue. How do these guys then step in and help them? So the the teen board members are, are somewhat on, they are on the front lines of this. Sherry, I want to talk to you a little bit about the organization itself. Sure. This is part of a national organization. It is. It's a national movement, and we're the only organization in the country that deals specifically with social isolation. So we are proactive as, instead of reactive. So we sort of get put in the bullying category, but we really are preventative. And we're trying to go in and help before things get out of control. We're a social justice movement, and it really started with a little girl in California who had some facial differences, and her parents had no idea. She was being socially isolated in sixth grade, and she would eat her lunch and then go to the bathroom and say, I finished my lunch in five minutes. I have nothing else to do. Can you come get me? So she soon 
left school, got homeschooled in her freshman year, went away to boarding school and passed away about six weeks into school from her syndrome, not because she was being bullied. She was actually doing phenomenal. And so her parents at her funeral had kids coming up to her and saying, I had no idea we were, you know, we were leaving her out. And the movement began through that and has spread. So we're the first city outside of California that has brought this program. And, and how, how did that leap make from, from California to here? Does, uh, did somebody find out about it? Did, is, well, what's the connection? So they, they've grown exponentially. The program's been down there for six years. And then the superintendent up here two years, two or three years ago, got in touch with Beyond Differences and said, this program looks amazing. Let's bring it to our city. So that's how it began. And then slowly, I've only been with the program for a little bit over a year, started building a teen board and then started going into middle schools and figuring out which middle schools would like to embrace this program and how do we make that happen. So this is our first year with a middle school leadership team and a second year with our teen board. So where, do, where does funding from this come? It's, it's, I mean, it's on like some organizations. It's not necessarily, you're, you're not selling tickets to something or you're not, uh, is this all grant funded? Is this funding through the school system? So the school system doesn't fund us at all. We are right now um, mostly taken care of by California. We are starting to fund up here for, our, for ourselves. We had a fall fundraiser and Rosie is our director of development and she has taken that over and is writing grants and we will be doing a nonprofit dinner in on February 8th called We Dine Together, where restaurants give us a table and those proceeds go to our program. So we are looking to be completely self-funded and be able to give this program for free to the community. And then how much, how much outreach of this is to the teachers as well? Owen and Alder have been talking a lot about what they do and talking to the teens, but it's also talking to teachers not as much, but we, I've, like, oftentimes before I teach a lesson, teachers will come up and ask questions about it, but we don't usually specifically reach out to teachers. The, the guidance counselors in the school connect us with the teachers, so there's always a point person in the school that I connect with, and we have a plan, and then through them, they connect with their teachers, and they, there's someone at that school who's in charge of the middle school leaders, so that's how we, how we make it happen. Owen Alder, so before working with Beyond Differences, did you guys have any leadership roles that you're playing in student groups or on your sports teams or any of those things? Nothing quite like this. This was like a big jump for me, and it's definitely helped me grow a lot as a person. I think this is the first time I've really been able to, not to this extent, a couple times on a sports team or something, but I don't feel like this is where I feel like I've been able to make a much larger impact. Alder, same for you? Uh, yeah, I didn't really have any other leadership roles before Beyond Differences. And I believe what's uh, Beyond Differences has really helped me overall, as it's given me much more confidence with public speaking as well as just talking to other people. And I've also met a lot, uh, a lot of new friends at Grant through Beyond Differences and other schools. And yeah, and now I'm uh, reaching out to other volunteer groups such as Search and Rescue. What do you uh, have? You guys thought about what you want to do when you grow up, and, and and is this impacting that decision at all? When I was in middle school, I was pretty fixated on like I wanted to go to medical school or something, or I wanted to be a surgeon. But this has definitely made me definitely consider wanting to uh, go more into social working and working with people, because not I really enjoy it, but also I feel like or I could try my best to make a difference at least. 
and older? I haven't really thought about what I want to be when I'm older. I definitely do want to do something with public speaking and being able to just kind of express my own ideas. Let's wrap this up, but I want to have each of you give some advice for what what students can look for or adults can look for to help somebody that is maybe socially isolated, what to look for and what they can do or what they could say. It's hard to tell when someone's socially isolated because it's it's nerve-wracking. I can admit, it's really nerve-wracking to step out and be like, I'm socially isolated because it, it, it's embarrassing. So for people who witness social isolation but don't know what to do about it, I would suggest to not be afraid to step up. Like you don't you don't need to that's what my problem was I didn't want to reach out to the new kid because I wanted to see I didn't want to seem like I like it wasn't cool it wasn't cool to reach out to the new kid so I would suggest to I guess to throw that ideal out of the window mm-hmm. and just be kind to anyone to people whenever you can if you see someone walking in the halls that maybe you think is socially isolated because they don't get a partner during group work or always sit alone at lunch it's always good just to say hi to them in the halls and be kind to them and I believe that you just need to really stand up for people and open up if you want them to open up as well. Alder Whiteford is a teen board member and a sophomore who's working with Beyond Differences. Owen Troll is also a teen board member. And Sherry Lewis is the regional director of programming for Beyond Differences. Thank you all for the great work you guys are doing. It really, it's, it's nice to know that out in the uh, high schools and middle schools, there is this positive energy and, and effort to bring everybody into the game. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Special thanks to our sponsors. BusinessWorks, specializing in small business accounting needs of all sort, from payroll to day-to-day bookkeeping and beyond. Winderly of Vineyard and Winery, crafting elegant, sensuous, and age-worthy wines for those who view the pairing of wine and food essential to their lifestyle and well-being. Stormbreaker Brewing, a welcoming and comfortable destination for enjoying delicious beers, tasty food, and friendly company. And Porque No Taqueria, celebrating the flavor and essence of Mexico. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer and editor is Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.